This is the Russian dynamite Masha Slamovich. Becca here. This is not America's sweetheart Davian. It's Billy Starks and the super fly guy Trayvon Jordan. This is the fly side flyer Jalen Brandon. Hardcore princess Jules Malone. Hi there, this is the bubblegum princess Alexia Nicole. This is the Brazilian Wonder Woman Christy Jane. This is the baddest black belt Chennai Kai. This is Kid Bandit. The smash hit Joel Bateman. This is Robin Renegade. Cody Hawk. Brutal Bob Evans. And you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world. Hey there, it's your friendly neighborhood farmer, Free Range Kara, and you're listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Hello, I'm so hello, sorry. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. It's Wrestling With Entertainment, the only audio experience on the web today. The trusted, the trusted, audio experience for interviews all your favorite wrestlers every Tuesday and Wednesday on YouTube and Taskbox, sponsored by Rogue Energy and Player One Coffee. I am, of course, your host, James J., alongside Scooter Dust. Uh, new phone, who this? And it's a great day for wrestling, because we are wrestling with... The only wrestler certified by the USDA, Free Reigns, Kira. Hey there, everybody. How are you? Oh, hello. Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't hear what you said there. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm good. And uh, how? what's coming up next for you? My next show is uh, coming up. It's day after Thanksgiving, or two days after Thanksgiving, I guess. Uh, I've got first wrestling at the James Valentine VFW in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And you also have a big match against Lainey Luck on December 9th, I believe? Yeah, I do. I'm uh, facing her. Oh, is that the Canada show? Yeah, that's the Canada show. I'll be up in Winnipeg, Canada. Right. And where can we find you on social media and your merchandise? On social media, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch. Um, all of them are at Free Range Kara. I have um, my own website where you can find my merchandise um, at uh, freerangekara.com. And I'm sure there's something else that I'm forgetting, but I can I'll bring it back to that if I remember. Okay. Um... And all of uh, you don't have to go looking for those links. All of those links will be in the description of the video below, both on YouTube and Taskbox. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's get into it. Uh, you wrestled Billy Starks in the Mall of America with Victoria as the special guest referee. Um, lots to unpack there. First and foremost, a legendary building in the Mall of America. You're wrestling the young legend, and the third person in the ring is an absolute legend themselves. So, mm-hmm. what was that experience like? Wow, that that showed them all of America was like, you know, you like to get a little bit of nervous jitters before every match because you know you're going out there and performing. But that match was a whole, a whole like three levels above anything I'd ever done before. Getting to wrestle in the Mall of America, which hadn't had wrestling in 27 years. Getting to wrestle Billy Starks, who I admire as a person and a competitor, and getting to have, you know, freaking Victoria as our referee, um, someone that I've looked up to in wrestling and who's really been a great asset to me 
in the wrestling business. It's just, and you know, getting to be work with first wrestling. Um, it was like a perfect storm of everything that I was looking for in my career. I can imagine it's, did you, I mean, the Mall of America, not a lot of people can say that they've actually wrestled there, except for, you know, obviously the first ever Nitro. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so it's it's really cool to say, like, I'm one of the only female wrestlers to have gotten to wrestle in the Mall of America. Like, it's a very, I don't want to call it like an elite class, but like, it's so cool to be part of such a niche group of people who've done something. Oh, absolutely. Do you uh, go shopping afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. No, it was, I can't remember what time the show ended, but then there was the after party, and I was I was dog tired because I had just gotten back from Winnipeg that morning. Like, I, I was in Winnipeg the night before wrestling, stayed overnight in Winnipeg, and then drove all the way back and made it back just in time for call for Mall of America show. So literally did not stop for, like, 24 hours. That's crazy. <laughs> Um, Scooter, you have a question. Yes. Now, you have a, a certainly a unique uh, gimmick in today's day and age. First off, what you're certified by the USDA, so what grade does the USDA certify you under? Oh, I'm obviously certified prime. <laughs> And with free shipping, too. Um, <laughs> okay, Prime. Um, no, I'm not going to ask about how much marbling. Um, <laughs> but I do have to ask the following, because I went to a high school that had two specialties. One was writing, which I was in, and the other was agriculture. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure this group is still going today. The FFA. Did you oh, ever yeah, yeah. do 4-H or Future Farmers of America? I was in both. I was in 4-H for nine years. And then um, when I moved to a bigger school to go to high school, um, I was in the Future Farmers of America for six years from seventh grade to senior year. Wow. Yeah, I did about everything I could do. I was in range judging. I was on the I, – I auditioned to be a state officer. I didn't quite get that one, but I did end up getting my American degree. Um, so I, I did as much as I physically could in the organization. Ooh, nice, nice. I mean, since I, wa I wasn't an Aggie, as we said, I, all I knew was to hang out in the greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I, I love that, though. All right, James. Yes. Um, early on in your career, you was in a triple threat match against Shotzi Blackheart and Jody Dreck. Um, yeah. What was that experience like? Because, you know, obviously Shotzi is Shotzi, and Jody Dredd is one of the more hard-hitting uh, independent talents out there. Yeah, absolutely. That was my, my first time going up to Canada to wrestle. So it was like, you know, it's a, it's firmly imprint, imprinted in my brain, not only because of, you know, it being my first time working in Canada. It was my first time working Jody Threat. It was my first time um, 
you know, doing that kind of triple threat setting with those ladies. And also, it was the first time that I've broken my teeth in wrestling. I oh. I broke my teeth on a pool table up in Winnipeg uh, when Shotzi put me in cattle mutilation on a pool table. So <laughs> it happened relatively early in the match. So I just had to, like, I held my pieces of broken teeth in my mouth throughout the rest of the match. So it was, like, it was a very memorable match for me. And... Um, Working with Shotzi and working with Jody was obviously amazing because they're both two amazing competitors. So, like, it was a great experience. Now, I'm surprised that Shotzi's the one that broke broke your teeth because, I mean, uh, uh, Jody is the more, I would say, is the more hard-hitting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she is a hard hitter, but, like, you know, sometimes your face meets the, the front side of a pool table and it's just that's what happens. I could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, at that stage in your career, obviously, you know, two big names. Um, yeah. Was it kind of like uh, drawing you into the deep end, so to speak? I wouldn't say it was like throwing me into the deep end, because, like, I can I can hang. I don't have, like, the name recognition that Shotzi and Jody do yet, but, like, I've I've done my rounds. I'm, I've fought a lot of, like, name-worthy opponents. Oh, yeah. I just need my, uh, like, I've wrestled Kiara Hogan. I've wrestled Taya Valkyrie. You know, I've wrestled Shotzi. I've wrestled um, with Victoria and ODB. So, like, I've, I've got my list of names. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Scooter. Yes. Tell us about Karanoia. Oh, boy. My, my first love, Karanoia. That was... I really enjoyed my time as Karanoia. Uh, but in the end, it turned into a case of, like, I don't really relate to Karanoia. You know, it was, like, my first character starting out of wrestling, and I was kind of just being what I thought I was supposed to be. Like, this is what people would imagine if they were like, oh, it's a female wrestler, so I, like, I drew inspiration from, like, pop-punk bands, obviously my, my Paramore Riot-inspired gear. And, like, I did a lot of cool things as Karanoia, but... It just didn't quite click with me, and I didn't know how to take Karanoia to the next level. So with a, a break in the pandemic, when I had a year off, I sat there and thought, you know, what am I going to do when I come back? And who am I going to be? You know, am I going to stick with what I know with Karanoia, or am I going to jump into... Um, I felt both, like, new but also familiar territory um, with free-range Kara. And, you know as I'm, you know, sitting there watching other people wrestle while I'm taking a break to take care of my life. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of characters come back to wrestling. You see your war, house, your war horse, you see your Dan house, and you see all these characters showing up in wrestling again. I was like, I can do that. I can, I can do that. I can be more charactery. I can, you know, go for something that means more to me. And like, I grew up on a farm for the first 18 years of my life. So like, a farmer character is not far off from who I really am as a person. And ever since I've come back as Free Range Kara, I've gotten a lot of compliments about, you know, I just seem like I'm much more comfortable in the ring. I'm, like, enjoying myself more, and it just seems more authentic with what I'm doing, both in and out of the ring. Oh, all right. Correct me if I'm all wrong, right. but uh, Free Range started on social media before she got into the ring, correct? 
Yeah, I did a couple a couple promos ahead of time just to kind of explain why I was going from Karanoia to free range care, just so it wasn't like a weird cutoff like, oh, she used to be this, but now she's this totally different thing. Like what happened? It's also good way to keep my myself a little relevant while I was waiting to get back into the ring like at least I'm putting out content and letting people know what's going on in my life right because it was a, a big chunk of time between matches during the pandemic right yeah it was about I think it was March of 2020 to May of 2021 was my Damn. my unintended hiatus from wrestling what was that first bump like back <laughs> um you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's, like, if you haven't, like, played basketball in a while and then you, like, get in there and you just start playing basketball with your friends and, like, things hurt, but it's a familiar hurt to you and you're like, oh, yeah, this is what this feels like. I was, I was definitely sore the next day, but, like, it's, it's kind of like getting back on a bike. Like, you, you kind of get the gist of it and, you know, it's all muscle memory. All right. Well... I think that's a great segue um, into my next question. Um, tell us about free range stories on YouTube. Oh yeah, I've got a all of my uh, most of my YouTube videos are stories of me from the farm or things that I experienced growing up in rural North Dakota. Um, I talk about the calf that I bottle fed. I talk about um, one of my newer ones that isn't out on YouTube yet, but is up on my Patreon. Was um, how we did Halloween and trick or treating you know, when you live 20 miles from the nearest gas station and <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah, I kind of am divulging into my, my life, my backstory. Because you find you, even though you have different, like, experiences than other people, because, you know, I grew up so far away from everybody, like, there's that similar feeling of, like, connectedness. Like, oh yeah, we've all been through similar situations where something seemed terrible, but in the end you could laugh about it. Oh yeah, and I I really enjoy those videos, you know, because you know the rest, the physical part is one part of it, but getting to know the person behind it is also a part uh, a fun aspect as well. All right, um, Scooter. Oh. Mm. Hello. Yes. Yes. Wait. Tell us about your wedding and how camels were involved. <laughs> yes, I, that, we definitely didn't hide that part of our wedding. Some of our friends jokingly said they were only coming for the camels. Uh, my husband, Chris, and I got married back in June. And we had our wedding reception at uh, the zoo in Fargo, the Red River Zoo. And as we were booking this, this venue for our uh, reception... I was looking through the different like add-ons and options you could get. And one of them was, Hey, for like a hundred bucks, like you can add a camel feeding onto your stay. And I was, we like looked at each other and we're like, it's only a hundred dollars. We have to do this. Like, that's so cool. Like who else, like imagine every other wedding that you've gone to in your life. And like, who else, who else had camels that you could just feed? Like, that's so cool. And what a memorable thing. Especially, like, you know, we had some young kids at the the wedding and also just adults who like going to the zoo. And so it was a really cool experience to have. And we have some really nice pictures um, from the zoo. Oh, I, I, I love that. For me, all the weddings I've been to, the camels were the ones getting married. So 
Uh, uh, yeah, James. Alright, um, you was also in the ring with Gigi Dolan. Um, can you tell us about your experience, uh, being in the ring with somebody that's uh, currently on Killing It in WWE? Oh yeah, uh, absolutely, and um, that was actually a fatal four-way match. That was my last match uh, before the pandemic hit. Um, it was a fatal four-way between myself, Laney Luck, Gigi Dolan, and also Cora Jade was in that match. So getting to have oh, wow. the two women who are now on NXT was really cool, and getting to see their careers like we <laughs> uh, go up. Uh, it's really cool to do that because I've known Cora Jade since she started wrestling. So it's awesome to see how much she's grown and all the things she gets to do. It's, it's really cool. I didn't get to work a lot with Gigi in that match, but it's really cool to be there, be in the ring with someone with so, many, so much experience and so many ideas. Did, was you able to uh, talk to her and after the match? Um, I didn't get to a lot. I was feeling a little weird at the end of the match, so I kind of just laid down and like hid myself away for a little bit. But, yeah, I didn't really get to talk to her that much. All right. And there's no, uh, there's no immediate uh, tag team between Priscilla Kelly and Free Range Car. Not that I know of, unless one of us jump ship to a different company. <laughs> well, you have the video on, uh, on uh, Instagram. Video on Instagram. Yeah, but you said to Priscilla Kelly uh, you would... Of, like to tag team with all. Oh yeah, I made some some videos too. I just I asked my Instagram followers who they'd like me to cut a promo on, so I just made some quick little videos. <laughs> I'd forgotten about those. <laughs> um, Scooter. Uh, yes. Don't forget the Burger King question. Yeah, not going for that bit. Uh. So, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but I believe you are also a licensed uh, veterinarian? Uh, veterinary technician, just like the uh, nurse of the animal okay. world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Since, since we hate downers of stories, tell us about the most memorable animal you've ever come across as... Uh, a veterinary technician. Ooh, that's that's a tough one. I've seen so many in the last five years. As the um, cats crossing the background. Yeah, I got got the boys in the background. That's you can't. Well, the orange one on top is Butter, and then the one creeping around in the background is Ritz. Ritz Butter. Yeah, Ritz and Butter. You need one named Cup. <laughs> <laughs> well, Buttercup's full name is Buttercup, but we call oh, him Butter. Um, let's see. There was this really, really nice um, golden retriever that was at my old clinic. Um, she'd had eight litters of puppies um, in her life, and then she had become a retired, uh, a retired breeding dog. So she just just living her best life. And that clinic um, I worked at did animal acupuncture. Um, so I got to see her, I think it was once a month, and we'd trim her nails up, we'd do some acupuncture, she'd get some injections, and she was just the nicest dog in the world, you know, because she had so many puppies, she just kind of just laid there and let you do whatever you wanted. She was a really, really sweet dog. Well, I don't 
right? Now, going for most memorable, what is the most unusual animal that's ever come across? Like something you wouldn't exactly immediately take to a, a typical bet. Um, we had someone bring us a dead snake in a bag one time. <laughs> okay. We don't see birds or reptiles, but someone just brought us this dead snake in a bag. So we, we like, we're like, I don't know what to do with this. So we, uh, we, we took an x-ray of it, just, just look at it. But, I mean, it was, it was dead. Uh, did he look like Nick Fury, and did he come off a plane, and did he swear a lot? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. He was a little, little, little too dead to swear. Talking about the person that brought the snake. Oh, the person who brought the snake. <laughs> that's, that's even better. No, they're very much not not Nick Fury, but that would have been great. <laughs> ah, all right, uh, uh, James. That being said, can you tell us about your rivalry with cats? My rivalry with cats? They keep biting your finger. Oh, my cat bite finger. Yes. <laughs> the famed cat bite finger. Um, I've gone to the hospital two different times for this particular finger. One time, a, a kitten, he probably wasn't more than eight weeks old, he bit me right on the joint um, of my, my first finger, my pointer finger. And, uh, you know, we lived on a farm. Like, we didn't just go to the doctor. Um, so we're like, you know, I, I cleaned it out with soap and water. I was like, let's see what this looks like the next day. Uh, next day it was swollen and I had an infection track running up my hand and into my arm. So uh, the Sunday before I started eighth grade, I went to urgent care, which was an hour away. When they then sent me to a, a bigger clinic, uh, which was, I think, two and a half hours away from the first clinic. And I... Stayed overnight, and I had surgery uh, to clean out my finger. So I spent my first day of eighth grade uh, in surgery. And I went home the next day, and everything was fine. I had this little zigzag scar on my finger. And then a couple of years later, uh, I got bit by what we suspect was a rabid cat in the same finger. And so that's how I got my rabies vaccine. And so I'm, I'm fully protected against rabies. So that's a little fun fact, which is great for the job that I have now, because sometimes you get bit. Yeah, of course. And then, um, actually, a couple of years ago, I got a new a new scar, not on the finger, but on the same hand from a kitty cat who did not like the medication I gave her, and she just dug her hand and just went down my own hand. I had this scar running from my wrist halfway up my thumb from her, her nail. What, now, what, like, what are the odds that it was the same finger and even the same hand? I know, it's really weird, because it's not even my dominant hand. So it's not even like that hand was in action. Just, it just got in the way. Could you say that you had more injuries from wrestling cats than in the actual ring? I, I would say so. I've been to urgent care more times for uh, cats and dogs than I've been to for wrestling. I don't think I've ever gone to urgent care for wrestling. Knock on wood. Let me knock on wood real quick. Yes, knock on wood. <laughs> um, all right, Scooter, you have a question. Yes. Uh, can you tell us the story around... Uh, now, let me rephrase this. It's 
highly unusual for any car to reach a hundred thousand miles, let alone two hundred and fifty thousand miles. Can you tell us this uh, the story of the two hundred fifty thousandth mile and uh, how yeah, did that absolutely. how did that car keep running? <laughs> yeah, and it's still running too. Um, as of today, I'm at two hundred eighty four thousand miles. I'm, again, you know, knock on wood, I've been very lucky um, to have the van that I do, the caravan, we call it. Um, okay. I've, I've had it since my second year of college. Um, it had at least 100,000 miles on it when it was gifted to me. Well, not gifted to me. I paid. I think I paid my parents 500 bucks for it. Um, and they'd driven it for a couple years before that. So, see, I would have gotten that then in 2014. So I've had this van for eight years I've watched it hit 200,000. I watched it 250,000. I'm, I'm trying to squeak it into 300,000, but I'm not so sure. Um, I put, <laughs> I put a couple thousand dollars into it the last couple years, but at this point it's still cheaper than getting a new car. I'm a little, a little nervous about this winter coming up, um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm squirreling away some money just to have as a backup in case she don't make it through the winter. <laughs> James. Yes. Can you tell us about uh, your appearance on Monday Night Raw? Oh yeah, Monday Night Raw. That was a while ago. We, uh, me and a couple of the local guys got asked to, to be backstage at Monday Night Raw and they put all of them into the No Way Jose Conga line, which I'm kind of jealous because I thought that would be really cool to do. <laughs> but instead they had me um, sit in the crowd and ask a question to Sasha Banks and Bailey at the time, and Alexa Bliss, she was there too. And that was a really cool experience. And, um, you know, one of those things that, you know, you never imagine that you'll get to do something like that. Like, I didn't even want to be a wrestler when I was growing up, so I didn't watch wrestling growing up. So the fact that I get to, like, do all these cool things in wrestling um, is really, really cool. And then, like, to get featured, you know, years later, they had me come down to Black and Brave to film a segment um, with Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan. So that was really cool, too. That's really awesome. I mean, obviously, Becky, the, one of the biggest wrestlers currently. Um, mm -hmm. But what was it like, you know, being in the backstage? Is that kind of like a window of where you want to be, so to speak? It, it's, a, it's an interesting atmosphere because with, like... Um, I've, I've been backstage a couple times. Um, it's mostly hanging out and eating catering and getting paid for it, which is the best. Um, I can imagine. <laughs> but with WWE, you're kind of told not to interact with anybody um, because, you know, they're all busy doing things. They're all very, you know, everyone's like running back and forth and, you know, the talent are, you know, superstars. So you're not supposed to bug them. That being said, if they come up to you and talk, that's totally cool. But um, I think... Sean Devari is the one who like came up to our group the last time we were all back there because he was one of our trainers back in the day. Hmm. So it was cool to talk to Sean and Aria when Aria was still there. And it's nice to just see familiar faces. All right. Can you tell us about the P.O. box that you had? Oh, yeah. I've got a 
got a P.O. box. Um, I mostly got it um, so that I could ship out stuff for my Patreon without giving away, like, my home address because you don't want just random people on the Internet to know your address. Oh, yeah. But I've also opened it up um, if people want to, like, be pen pals or send me, like, if they do fan art or anything like that. I was like, if you want to send me stuff in the mail, I'll gladly, like, open it and take a look at it. And um, I've got one guy who's consistently been... Uh, We've been writing letters back and forth, which is really cool. I like it feels much more personal to me than like DMing because you actually have to like take the time to like be like, is this is it worth sending this through the mail? Because you know you'll get a thousand DMs a day of people asking like the most generic stuff over and over and over again. But like a letter, like you you kind of get to like build a story with it. Little uh, little writing is definitely a lost form. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Spudo, you have a question. Yes, now, I noticed in one specific Instagram post, you're wearing a shirt, and this might be completely random, and I might be reading too much into it. You're, re- you're wearing a shirt that says Bunny Club. Is there any significance to Bunny Club? Whatsoever? Oh, bunny club. Um, at this clinic I used to work at, we saw a lot of rabbits. Like, a lot of rabbits. Like, I may have left because I was tired of seeing rabbits. Um, and one day, one of the rabbit rescues we were working with, she was like, what size of shirt do y'all wear? And she bought us all these matching bunny club shirts. So, unfortunately not related to wrestling, but it's it's a really, like, nice shirt. Like, it's got the five like common breeds of rabbit on it. Um, there's the the standard rabbit, the Flemish, the Netherland, the Lop, and the Lionhead. So you got like the the representation across the front. It's a really comfy shirt. I just don't wear it that often uh, because I don't want people to know <laughs> that I know about rabbits. Because rabbit people are a different breed of people. They're not they're not like bad people. They just they're a, they're a different set of of things, and I have to like mentally prepare myself. I, I know a lot of great rabbit people, but I also know a lot of ones that are just absolutely insane. <laughs> absolutely no offense to anyone listening if you own a rabbit. I think they're adorable. <laughs> I just, I don't want to think about them right now. Torn and heal on the rabbit people. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, um, how many chicken references do you know? Chicken references? Yes. Um, I know, like, I wouldn't say I know more than the average person. Well, maybe more than, like, the average person, but, like, growing up, like, in a farming community, I wouldn't say I know more than, like, the people around me. Like, I watched, like, you know, Looney Tunes, so I know Foghorn Leghorn. I watched Chicken Run, you know, the movie. Um, But I wouldn't say my rabbit, or I said rabbit. (laughs) So now I'm in that mindset. I wouldn't say that I know, like, any, like, super obscure chicken references. In your video about um, lingo, I there was definitely a few that I didn't hear. So that's kind of why I brought it up. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's one of the things that I'm not like super knowledgeable about, but I probably know more than like the average person. <laughs> For sure. But um, can you tell us about being followed by John Cena on Twitter? <laughs> 
Oh, it only took me five years on Twitter. But I don't know what John Cena's doing, but he found my account. I, I don't even follow John Cena. Like, if you look at my picture, like, I'm not following him. Because, like, once he, like, got out of wrestling, I was like, I don't need to know about all the movies and stuff. So the fact that he just, he found me and followed me on Twitter, that like, that's cool. But he, like, he's got, like, thousands and thousands of people he's following. It's like, it's cool that, like, I finally get a little John Cena follow. But it also, like, isn't, like, life-changing. Like, I appreciate it. I really do. But it's still kind of cool. I mean, the champ uh, following you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is nice. I hopefully it got me some more followers because of his followers, and like he was in the main event of the first wrestling pay per view that I ever saw. So like that's cool to like have that come around full circle. And be like, oh, now this guy like maybe knows who I am. Hey, uh, Scooter, you have a question. Yes, um, I, and I think. I'm going to move on to the Colossal one? Yeah, sure. All right. <clears throat> now, hypothetical situation. Let's say they are making a blockbuster movie about the wrestling career of Free Range Kara. And every blockbuster movie has a blockbuster soundtrack to go along with it. What would be three to five songs on the soundtrack to the Free Range Kara wrestling career film? Ooh, that's that's a good question. Um, I feel like I'd have to include Chattahoochee by Alan Jackson as like the number one because that's, you know, my theme song. So I'd have to include Chattahoochee by Alan Jackson. Um, and also, like, he's my mom's favorite uh, singer, so I better put him on there. <laughs> I was also thinking uh, Boots, Goot, and Boogie by Brooks and Dunn. Uh-huh. I'm just gonna, it's all going to be 90s country music, because that's, like, <laughs> my, my forte right there. Otherwise, ooh. You know that thing where someone's like, what's your favorite thing? And your mind just empties completely? That's what mine does every time. What other songs do I like? Um, gosh, I don't even know. There's so many songs. Don't for sure those two. Hard. For sure Alan Jackson and Brooks and Dunn. We could come back to it um, later and tag, give, yeah. give you some time to think. Yeah. Now to an even harder question, Scooter. Now, we've got the soundtrack, which is clearly how it's done in Hollywood. They always make the soundtrack before they even start filming. Uh, Now we move on to casting. Who would play Free Range Kara in the Free Range Kara wrestling career movie? And you cannot say yourself because (laughs) you are are legally obliged to make a Stan Lee-esque cameo. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. This is this one's gonna get me because I am not good at uh, actors and actresses. I am completely oblivious to what's going on in their world. Oh. Who would play me? I've, uh, I guess the first one that popped into my head was Becky Lynch after 
her being on Young Rock as Cindy Lauper. So like, <laughs> my brain immediately went to Becky Lynch. I've, I've, I've got, I've got someone in mind. I don't want to influence this. Well, that's okay. Like I said, I literally am so oblivious to to Hollywood and who's even acting anymore. And uh, James, I don't know if you even know who this person is exactly, uh, but tell me if you agree. Uh, Jessica Chastain. Hmm. Yes, I could see that for sure. Let me let me Google what she looks like <laughs> because, I, like I said, literally literally clueless. But it, but it it has to be short hair Jessica Chastain from from It Chapter Two. Oh, okay. I did watch both those movies, so I should I should recognize her. Uh, oh yeah. Oscar, you know, for uh for uh, yeah, I can see that. All right. And obviously every movie has a supporting cast. Who would be three people in your movie? Ooh, <laughs> you guys are killing me. I'm so bad at Hollywood. <laughs> no, just three people in your life that would be in your movie. Oh, people in my life who would be in the movie? Yes, the supporting um? cast. I'm sure, for sure, there'd have to be Eric Cannon. Um, Nancy's my, my trainer. Right. And uh, for sure, Darren Corbin. And then um, my husband, Chris, because he's as much involved in the wrestling world, if not more so than I am. Now, I'll spell you, and I won't say, ask you who would play these people. Thank you. <laughs> But have you had time to think about uh, the other, uh, at least one more song? One more song. Uh, oh, what's that band called? I know the song title. It's called Wildflower. But I can't remember who sings it. Let me let me look it up. Oh, uh, is that? Um, oh, my God. Why can't I? A Monster of Men? No, not a monster and men. Um, the Jane Deere girls, uh, another country group. Oh, and I could, I definitely have to do um, "Baby Girl" by Sugarland because that song has followed me throughout my entire life, <laughs> so it has to be in there. Um, otherwise, and then of course I have to put in um, oh, what's it called? Man, I feel like a woman by Shania Twain. Wait. Like I said, I'm very much a 90s country bubble over here. No, I'm honestly, that's a solid five picks. Do you lock it in? Yeah, I'll lock it in. Alright. We got the soundtrack, we got the main actor, we got the supporting cast, the director will uh, fill in the, who will play them at a later date. You can pre-order the tickets now. <laughs> All right. Can you tell us about the Lego office set? Oh, the Lego office set. Yeah, we just finished that a week or two ago. What a fun little thing to do. Like, we saw that it was coming out. It was too late 
it was coming out after Chris's birthday, but too soon before Christmas. So we're like, we're just gonna, I'm just gonna buy this and we're just gonna do it because we want to. Chris is like a diehard Office fan. Um, so I was like, I have to get this for him. And we spent an entire day putting together this Lego Office set and there was like 13 bags of things to go through. Hey, bits. And just the details that are included in that set, like the little like nuances, the little stickers. It's like, you know, of course you've got the stapler in jello, but there's like the sign that says, It is your birthday, or Kevin's pot of chili, or Angela's uh poster with the babies playing saxophone. Like just the little tiny details they put into this even tinier Lego set. It was so fun to just build and like be like, oh yeah, that's the reference to that and all these things. It was really, really fun to put together and now it's, you know, sitting in our living room and it's the cutest thing and I love it. That's the thing about uh, Lego. They always put those extra little details that make it just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Is there any, are you more of a fan of The Office or just Legos? Uh Uh-huh. If I had the money and the space, I would be the biggest Lego nerd. But also, like, you know, now at this point in my life, I've seen The Office so many times that you can almost quote it. Don't don't hold me to it. Um, I should get Chris in here. But he, he'll he be watching it, and it'll be on in the background. And he'll turn to me and say a phrase, like, five seconds before it pops up on the TV. He's like, I, I, I know this show. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Lego, just um, last night I actually finished the... Uh, Entire Lego Harry Potter uh, video game. Oh, nice! That's cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, what What about the Lego games? Uh, are those of uh, any particular uh, interest? I haven't gotten into them yet. Um, I'm working through a, a couple of games right now on my through my Switch, so that also kind of limits my. I think all Ooh. I have is a Switch. Ooh, is one of them Animal Crossing? I, I did play Animal Crossing, especially during the pandemic. I've I've fallen off. Because I can only mm. pluck weeds so many days before I'm like, this is a chore. <laughs> I'm not trying to do chores. Yeah, yeah I, I did the infinite bells uh, thing and got mm-hmm. everything. And I think I think it's been like two weeks since I actually turned, uh, went back to my island. I'm kind of afraid now. But uh, it's the only game I have right now for a Switch. I just got the Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm terrified yeah, to go back to my right. island because I'm afraid my favorite resident has left, and I will just die if she's gone. And I'll just which which resident is it? Her name is Molly, and she is a duck, and she's the cutest mm-hmm. little thing. And she gifted me, um, you know, sometimes they give you a little presents. She gifted me yes. a pair of overalls with a green plaid shirt, and I was like, "This is freaking fate that you're here on my island." <laughs> what do I wear? But overalls. And like plaid shirts, and she just gave me this gift. I'm like, whichever you know, whichever CIA agent is listening, you got it, you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, what? Uh, d- just uh, run off uh, some of the games that uh, you've been playing. Let's see, I've got all my games over there. I've- I've played pretty much every Mario game that's on the Switch Minus, I think. Mario Origami and, like, the Mario and Rabbids ones. I played Breath of the Wild. That one was amazing. 
I'm currently working on Kirby, A Forgotten Land. I've got The Witcher set that I need to open up. The game that really, really got me, though, Chris bought it for me, and I never would have bought it on my own, was called Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, which is, like, one half, like, farming and one half, like, fighting demons, mm. which was a really cool game. Like, if I could play it forever, I would. I still occasionally just, like, plug it in and play it just because I love it so much. It's got a great storyline. It's got really nice characters. And when I was working at that clinic with all the rabbits and I'd get frustrated with working with rabbits, there was one area called the rabbit's den or the hare's den, and you could just mass murder so many rabbits at one time. <laughs> yeah. And it was great. i just go in there and murder all these rabbits. I'm, like, I'm good now. It's all good. It, uh, that, that sounds a lot like... Um... Oh, what, what was it that just came out? Cult of the Lamb. Oh, yeah, Cult Where, of the Lamb. I've heard about that. Haven't played it, but I've heard great yeah. things. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Now I'm just waiting for uh, Scarlet and Violet to come out, so I'll pick up that. I should have mentioned I play all the Pokemon games, of course. And and then after yeah. that, it'll be Tears of the Kingdom Zelda. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, um, a friend of mine over on a... a, a, a Twitch channel. I'll mention him at the uh, who it is at the end. Uh, spent about eight hours on his last stream, shiny hunting. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't have the patience for that. When I find him, it's cool. If I don't, I'm just like whatever. Yeah, I'm just a, here to enjoy a game. It was a Vespa Quinn. Yeah, oh, nice. That's that's a good one too. I love Vespa Quinn. Let's uh, get into our next segment. Free Range uh, Heroes Bizarre Adventure. Your pro wrestler that goes up and down the road to weird, bizarre, and crazy things are found. Can you tell us a road story that fits that description? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Can you tell us a, a road story where something weird, crazy, bizarre, or funny has happened? Ooh, that's a that's a good question. It's been a while since I've been on the road with other people. Um, I did have an incident at the border on my way to Canada. My most recent time, I was I was driving a rail car because, like I mentioned earlier, my van is a dinosaur in mileage terms. And the border patrol guy was giving me crap for uh, he was like, "Is this is this your car?" I was like, "No, sir, it's a rental." And he was like. Why are you renting a car? I was like, I didn't want to bring my vehicle up here. And he goes, why is that? And I said, sir, because my vehicle has 283,000 miles on it. And my mechanic told me not to. <laughs> and the guys in the back are trying not to like laugh. And I was like, oh, just please don't pull us over. We have to get to the show. <laughs> we're like, we're cutting it close on getting there on time. Like, please don't make us pull over. Um, on to a controversial subject, pineapple on pizza. What's your stance? Ooh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I can't do it. Pineapple makes my mouth hurt, so I just, I can't do it. Even just, like, regular pineapple, like, I, no, I can't do it. Okay. What's your spirit Pokemon? My spirit Pokemon is Arcanine. Uh... One year in college, me and my best friend made a spreadsheet to find out what our favorite Pokemon was. We went by generation and by type. 
and we narrowed it down eventually. And mine was an Arcanine, which I totally agree with. I have a deep love of Arcanine, so I think that would be my spirit Pokemon. I don't think we've ever had anybody that's actually done like a quiz slash test to figure it out. Yeah. We literally made an entire spreadsheet and spent like an entire like afternoon like, all right, and what's your favorite bug type from Gen 1? And we went through that. We did legendaries from each generation. We included the mega evolutions, literally everything we could think of. And eventually narrowed it down by type and by generation, and they all convulge, convulge, converge. And he got Eevee, and I got Arcanine. All right. Um, Weirdest question you'll be asked on a wrestling interview. Would you ever consider wrestling a rock? Not Dwayne Johnson. Not the country. An actual rock. I mean... If they're paying me, they're paying me. So, I mean, like, if they ask me to wrestle a rock, I'm sure. Like, I've seen people wrestle brooms before, so it can't be, like, that far removed. It'd be better if it was a tag match. It's more difficult to do a one-on-one, but if you have, like, a tag match where there's more people to feed off of, it can be really, really entertaining. All right, so let's assume the rock is teaming with, uh, a, uh, a, a, a hamburger bun, mm-hmm. or... And they're team rock and roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good one. I was going to suggest Hot Place, his rival, which is an actual another rock. <laughs> but um, just for context, there's this wrestler named Psycho Mike that wrestled in actual rock for over 15 minutes in a Tyson oh, wow. Man match. An Iron Man match that lasts for two weeks. Canadians. Yes. Alright. Um, we love the late great Tracy Smothers on the show. Do you know the acronym for Thug? T-H-U-G. You know I don't. <clears throat> T is for terrible. H is for hell. U is for ugly, and G is for jail, because a thug can't spell. (laughs) Yeah, we love uh, Tracy trying to keep the memory alive. Um, On a more serious note, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, Where I'd like to see myself would be, you know, wrestling more, you know, wrestling more places. I'd love to make my you know, I'd love to make it from part-time wrestling to full-time wrestling, drop my, my actual job down to a part-time or no time. I don't know if I'm looking to get into, like, the WWE or AEW. I just like to be able to kind of make my own schedule and just kind of travel around and wrestle. I think it'd be really great. And then you don't have to deal with those rabbits anymore. <laughs> yep, no more rabbits. Um. And what's a match that people should go out of their way to see that best shows off what uh, you're all about? Ooh, I think they'd really like myself versus Badger Briggs at um, Wrestlepalooza. I believe that's on YouTube? I think it's on YouTube, yeah. If it's not, I think myself and Kiara is on YouTube, which is also a really great one. All right, well, I'll 
find those matches and I'll put them in the description of the video below but on YouTube and CastBox for somebody that hasn't seen it, wants to see it, wants to revisit it after this interview. Yeah. And since we're nearing the conclusion of this interview, we are wrestling with the eight questions of doom. Dun, dun, dun. This is our speed round, our bonus round, the round where we see who you really are. Are you ready? Yeah. Excluding yourself, greatest wrestler of all time. Um, <laughs> I, I used to say CM Punk, but now I can't do that one anymore. So, uh, Eric Cannon. Worst wrestler. Ooh, I don't, I don't do those ones. I'll pass. Uh, Skoda, give for the um, default answer. Please don't at us. Your default selection is Eva Marie. <laughs> <laughs> your main event in WrestleMania for the World Championship. Who is your opponent? Becky Lynch. If you could come out to anyone's entrance music, past or present, who would it be? Uh, Billy Gunn, Ass Man. Sweet. Finish the sentence. Kayfabe is... Overrated. Hmm. We also would have accepted is quite good on toast. <laughs> Squash. Fruit or vegetable? Squash is a vegetable. It's a fruit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tomato lunch. Mm. Seeds. You know, in the, in the way that strawberries are not actually berries and... But bananas are... Yes. Yes. But you're now part of Squash Squad, and that means more. New Japan wrestler Tai Chi, his ring gear gets smaller every year, revealing more of himself to the world. My question, what is the appropriate trunks to butt cheek ratio for ring gear? Um, I'm team like half cheek. I like half cheek. Alright. Um... The last question, the main event, the thing everybody wants to know. Have you ever had a conversation with a stranger in a supermarket about Darby Allen? I have not. And that is the correct answer. <laughs> that will conclude this interview. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this with us. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Once again, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, at Free Range Kara. You can find my merchandise. Um, I have some old stuff on ProWrestlingTees.com, or you can go to FreeRangeKara.com. And if you type Free Range Kara into Google, you will find whatever else you are looking for. And you don't even have to type it into your Google machine. All of those links will be in the description of the video below, both on YouTube and CastBox. Uh, you have no excuse. Um, simply click the link um, and buy a damn shirt. <laughs> Please, it feeds me. <laughs> um, of course, thank you for listening. Um, uh, please like, subscribe, comment, or on YouTube and CastBox. Join us tomorrow for an incredible interview with uh, the owner of Pizza Party Pro, Dan Scotty. 
Um, join us next Wednesday as we interview the owner of Capital Championship Wrestling, Marcello uh, Squirrelwell. Um, of course, this and everything else is uh, sponsored by Rogue Energy and Phil Coffee. Um, follow the show at Wrestling with E on both Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, um, obviously, uh, information on who we're interviewing, when we're interviewing them, uh, links to those interviews, etc., etc. You can follow me personally at JamesJ993. Where can we find Scooter? As always, my stand-up comedy tour continues live from Camp Lejeune. Free water with admission. As always, find me on Twitter at ScooterDust. Find me, James and Ryan Dust, hosting the remix on YouTube. The only premiere audio companion experience for all your alternate commentary needs for WWE Premium Live events. Next time we come to you, Survivor Series, War Games, and, of course, follow my antics as I continue to embark on my first Dungeons & Dragons campaign ever, along with Rico Constantino Jr. and the rest of the Smoking Dragons clan, twitch.tv backslash Smoking Dragons. Alright, now, Kara, when I say wrestling wit, you say entertainment, okay? Alright. For always special guest free range, Kara, Clicker Yacht, Scooter Dust, I am James J, and this has been Wrestling Wit. Entertainment, yeehaw! Hey, folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Enjoy the show. Support these guys. We appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.